Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions family of ministries and services. Hi there, our dear listeners. Thank you for setting aside a few minutes of your attention today, joining us in our pursuit of a community of Adventist missions enthusiasts, practitioners, thinkers. Together we seek to know the Lord better. We seek to partner with His mission in this world as effectively as the Holy Spirit can make it in our very ministries and calls. In today's interview, I'm privileged to speak with uh, Dr. Yerji Maskala. Many of you know Dr. Maskala, have taken classes from him, perhaps have read his articles and publications. Dr. Maskala serves as Dean of Andrews University Seminary. As we know, one of the departments in the seminary that falls under Dr. Maskala's leadership is the World Missions Department. But there are more of those, I mean more of departments, of course, such as New Testament, Old Testament, history, systematic theology, and others. Together, they make an impact on how we as Adventists view our God-given mission. With that said, let us go straight into the interview. Dr. Mascala, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Well, thank you. I am glad to be here. Wonderful. So, would you please be willing to share with us just a little bit more about yourself and your ministry? Well, I am European and I consider myself like a world citizen. Uh, Even though I was born in the Czech Republic, uh, I am uh, for, um, you know, world, um, uh, open for the whole world because of uh, my service and traveling and um, trying to do the mission for the Lord. So missionaries, of course, can very much relate to your experience of uh, crossing many cultural boundaries in our work for the Lord. That is wonderful. Yes. Uh, Now I am considering myself as a missionary in America. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's definitely needed as well. Dr. Mascala, we've decided to discuss a very important topic today. So let me start with the following question. As the dean of the Andrews University Seminary, you are directly involved in helping shape the missiological vision of our movement, of our end-time movement. What do you think should be at the core of our thinking about missions? Well, I think this is a very good question. And to, to answer it, I would say that at the core of everything what we are doing in mission is to present the right picture of God. I think that we as a movement, we were called to present in this world which is confused and plenty of antagonism and wrong ideas, uh, that we are called to really present God in such a way that people will be attracted to Him. Mm-hmm. Everybody who is born uh, is born in alienation to God. Uh, it's um, with a distorted view of God. And then different cultures, different religions are bringing their view of their God or gods. And um, uh, I am um, persuaded that God, by His uh, providence, is calling the Adventist movement 
to restore the right picture of God and to present it in such a way that uh, people will be drawn to this God. Because Jesus said, when, uh, when I will be in, uh, lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. And uh, this is actually what God wants. When God brought Israel out of Egypt to Mount Sinai or to, uh, to reveal himself to, to them, he is not saying, I brought you uh, to Mount Sinai, but he's saying, I brought you to uh, myself. And I think that this is very important that we always see that relational issue. And uh, God really wants that um, we are those people who can give to people something what they cannot read in the newspapers or hear in the radio or hear on the TV. We are called to bring this beautiful character of God and to explain it to people and to present it in our life, through our life and also through our words. And in a way that, um, as I said, they will be attracted to this God. What I'm hearing is that for the missions community of our church, this is crucial. Because exactly. most of the time missionaries are on the front line where perhaps the picture of God generally is the most distorted. Yes. Uh, and I would say that in our life everything depends on the right picture of God. If we have a wrong picture of God, we will have wrong theology, but also wrong behavior. But if we have the right understanding of God and His character, who He is, then it will influence, of course, all our theology in the right and positive way, and also our behavior, our, our life, real life. I will give you an example. Let's say that uh, a person would have understanding of God that he is like the um, heavenly policeman or heavenly Ashurbanipal, okay, <laughs> who is ruling, uh, waiting for our mistakes, and when he sees our mistakes, he will come and punish us. So if we have this uh, distorted understanding of God, we will behave like God, because what we behold, we become. So uh, let's say that I would be a parent, and I am a parent, mm -hmm. and with such a view of, of God, I will be imitating God in my parenthood. Uh, so I will look to my um, uh, children and I will see uh, what they do wrong and then I will come and correct them and punish them. Or if I am a pastor, I would be uh, you know, sitting um, in front, um, maybe even preaching, and I would think, well, who needs my visit? Uh, and I would in implement maybe some uh, things uh, in that way in my sermon. And I would think, well, oh, this person was doing this and that, I heard this, so I need to visit uh, and correct it and maybe even punish, you know, and give uh, some strong words. Uh, but um, this is one extreme. Another would, could be like if I would uh, think that God is like a Santa Claus. Then I would, uh, as a pastor, for example, I will come uh, to the church uh, as a missionary, you know, uh, to people, and everything is fine. 
you know, and I will uh, be like Santa Claus, uh, bringing gifts, uh, nice smiles and everything, not correcting anything because everything, I am Santa Claus. God is Santa Claus. He's um, inclusively, um, you know, um, uh, wants everybody together. But um, uh, uh, if I am a parent, I could do exactly the, the same mistakes, that um, I will not think to really educate my children. I will only say, everything is fine, you are developing great, and all these encouragements. No, no real accountability, education, right? accountability, responsibility, and so forth. So I think that um, really our theology and our whole life, our behavior, is um, determined um, by our understanding of God. This is why I'm stressing that everything in our life and in, uh, as a missionary what we are doing uh, uh, and how we are teaching and preaching, uh, you know, how we serve others, um, how we uh, interact with them, everything depends on our picture of God. So it is so crucial to have the right understanding. Right. Dr. Muscova, we often speak with missionaries uh, in training events, um, perhaps through uh, books that are being published uh, by missions department or by the Institute of World Mission, about the idea of a worldview. And mm -hmm. so our understanding of God is perhaps at the core of our worldview, which drives our values, behaviors, uh, um, yeah. and so forth. Yes, uh, I think that you are very right, Alex, that uh, everything uh, it's really uh, running from that perspective. The whole world view is um, put together according how we understand the beginning. This uh, view of God, his, who He is, what is His character, how He behaves, how He is treating people, uh, what is His attitude, evil, uh, sin, how He um, brings people to salvation. Um, how he redeems them, how he heals them, uh, the whole picture of uh, plan of redemption with the um, uh, great controversy issue. This is all speaking about our theology and reflects on our um, view of God. So, Dr. Moscow, with that, um, would you please uh, paint the picture of God um, based on uh, you know, as, as Adventists, we have this beautiful understanding of uh, a full biblical understanding of God, yes. probably more than others. If mm -hmm. in the next few minutes you could, you could paint that picture of God that is rooted in the Bible so that we have the standard mm -hmm. this, this, uh, yes. that to measure ourselves excellent, against. Excellent, excellent. Well, for me, the basic definition, who is God, is really beautifully stated in Old Testament and New Testament, Deuteronomy or First John, that God is love. You know, and if you really want the best uh, definition, who is God and description of His character, we need to go to the self-revelation of God. In uh, Exodus chapter 34, verse uh, 6, 7, you know, um, 8, the, the, these uh, texts are really telling us that God actually revealed Himself in even in words, not only in actions, uh, to Moses uh, and is telling him who he is. And I would say that this text of um, Exodus 34 is like the John 3.16 of the Old Testament. And uh, it starts very clearly that God is Yahweh. Um, 
It's uh, I am Yahweh, I am Yahweh. It, it's uh, starting that he is that very close, intimate God. God who is for us, intervening into our efforts. He's a personal God. And then you have that he's uh, full of grace and love. He's a patient. Uh, he's uh, long-suffering. Um, he, he wants everything always for us. He is um, forgiving all kinds of our mistakes and sins. But then it's also stated that balance, that he's also a holy God, he's a just God. And, and this is what I would say, that the biblical picture of God is really a God of love, who is for us, never against us. But this love is not like a love we can hear in the films or, or in the songs, like a love of butterfly. No, it's a love with principles and it is rooted in his total dedication to us, in faithfulness, in truth, in justice. And I think that this is you know, what we need to have all together in that picture. You cannot only speak about love without faithfulness, love without truth, love um, without justice, because if um, love is really love, you need to have it um, together with truthfulness. You have to have it together with justice. Love uh, without justice uh, would be <laughs> a butterfly who is um, jumping from here to there. Love without truth uh, what, what is that? Um, you know, and again, and truth without love, it will be very iron. Um, justice without love, uh, it, it, uh, it can be very distorted. And in God is, is that uniqueness that you have both together. He is love at the core of his existence, and he, because he is love, is also truth, is also justice, and is also the warrant of freedom. Uh, he's uh, the, the God of order. And above all, all this leads that he's God of relationships. And everything for God is in that relationship, to, to be with those um, um, beings he created. And, uh, and this is very beautiful. And this picture of God, it's not only unique for Adventists, but we put this understanding of God, and this is unique for Adventism, into the big scale. Okay. And this big scale is the plan of redemption in the context of great controversy. And this great controversy is bringing this into that right perspective. It brings the system. It's a hermeneutical system, which is so beautiful. And more I know my God, more I'm attracted to Him. And I can then, uh, from that personal experience, to bring that God to others. Uh, for example, in, uh, in Calvinism, you know, the main thought um, about God is that He's a sovereign God. Which is a nice, nice idea. But again, if it is um, put in isolation and without correction of love, and respect for a human being, you can take, as it is in Calvinism, you take this powerful understanding of God that is sovereign Lord of everything, but if you, it's put uh, to that, um, you know, logical al conclusion, ulti right? ultimate, um, you know, extreme, then he is actually overruling 
your will right. and uh, you have no uh, free will uh, and then God is deciding and then he's, if he wants to give somebody grace it will be irresistible if you want or not you have to believe and if you're not or you want or not you have to not believe and you are and this is um, uh, you know this um, distortion uh, picture of God suddenly brings you to the double predestination right one predestined to life other to to death so this is like showing a um, few examples uh, how this uh, a view of God, understanding of God, what um, uh, what kind of God is in our mind um, uh, is so crucial. And this God must be always the revealed God of the Bible. As I'm listening to you, um, my heart starts beating faster. Because think of it, missionaries, Adventist missionaries are at the uh, beginning of Adventist movement in, in certain countries. Um, with certain underage people groups. And so the way we as missionaries understand God, then we project that. Exactly. Right? Yes. And, and that in a way shapes how the future generations, exactly. if we have those generations in the future, yes, uh, will actually look like. So, I mean, the responsibility, I don't want to over-exaggerate the responsibility, but would you comment on no, this? I, I think more? that uh, there is no possibility to over-exaggerate this important point. Because uh, really, on our image of God, uh, we hold in our head, okay, and in uh, in our hearts, matters because that image dictates our behavior. So, as a missionary, each sentence, each behavior I do, everything speaks about my picture of God, and um, when I speak, when I behave, how I react to people, this tells them if they see in us the image of God or not. If they see, oh, he represents Jesus. And, and we need to paint this um, uh, character of God, character of Jesus in action, but also in our words. So our words are very crucial. What we say, we are responsible for it. And if we don't create a right picture, this biblical picture of God, if it is we create um, God as a monster or angry God or, um, you know, God who is um, only looking for our mistakes and so forth. But it's not a God. Too loose or too tight. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, God, God, this biblical God is a God who is uh, the Savior. He's the Creator. He's the Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's uh, uh, the one who is ruling everything. He's a holy God. But the same God can be my friend. He is also, he wants to be the Lord of my life. So we need to bring in it such a way that yes, this biblical God needs to be God of my life. But in order that this God will be God of my life, it must be God of love, God who can answer to my needs. And he knows our needs so distinctly and deeply that uh, he is treating us not as we deserve, but according to our needs and and our uh, uh, you know existential uh, facts uh, right. we have. And he is giving grace. We don't deserve it, and he giving it. So it's a very beautiful uh, picture of God, and it's real. It's not like philosophical uh, concept. It's a God who is in action, and he showed that 
from the creation to the you know leading his people out of slavery, liberating them um, through the words of prophets, through the life and cry of Christ, because this is like the personification of who is God. He was God himself, and he showed us who is God. And studying the life of Jesus is probably the best way how we can know who is God. So, Dr. Mascola, we don't have in Adventism this uh, strong idea of apostleship, as maybe mm -hmm. some other Christian churches have. But at, uh, maybe at the center of that idea is that as missionaries are, in a way, apostles, at least carry a certain function that, yes, uh, that yes, the first yeah. apostles had, um, bringing the gospel to other people groups, to unreached people groups. And with that, I have a very practical question for you. So we, we've, we've kind of painted the picture you did, how important this is. Very practically, how can we achieve the right picture of God and project it? How can we grow into the right picture of God? Mm -hmm. What would we need to do to make sure that we have, we've got it, we have mm -hmm. it, and can attain it? Yeah. Well, I would say we need to be very attentive to the Word of God, to study the Word of God and see in the biblical text itself who is God and bring it in such a way um, that will be attractive. And, um, you know, as I said, we are born uh, with um, the feeling that we are afraid of God. We are alienated. And we need to uh, present um, Jesus and God in such a way that he uh, will become our friend and we would like to be his friend. And probably in practical way, how to do it the best is to uh, take um, stories from the Gospels and show how Jesus was reacting, how he was treating people with respect, uh, how he was always trying to, to help them. And, and uh, ultimately, uh, in such a way that he even he was willing to die for sinners. This is, he, he was on the cross and he's praying for those who are, um, you know, um, killing him. So it's, it's totally different picture than in mythological stories or um, in um, popular, you know, ways how people speak about God, that he's punishing, uh, this happened because of God, this calamity, well, because God is angry. This is nothing about the angry God. It's about loving God, who of course cannot tolerate sin and evil, but um, he wants to save and he's doing everything possible that people can be saved, can, they can know the truth. And the stories of Jesus, uh, you know, how we can uh, present his teaching, uh, his actions, I think in practical way would be the best ways how to tell who is God, because he was God himself. So how he was treating people who did uh, something wrong, how he was waiting for them, inviting them, like in Luke chapter 15, like the father who, is, who has two sons and both are going wrong uh, and he's the father. And this is representing God and he wants to save the younger brother uh, and also the older brother. And, and he is doing everything possible to win them uh, in different ways, but always to bring them to himself. The implications of uh, what you're unpacking for us today are uh, 
probably cannot be underestimated. That's for correct. Of four you know, cross-cultural missions work. At least. Yes, exactly. You know, I am always stressing to my students, uh, the, what is the first task of the pastor? And I am asking that question. And usually there are different um, opinions, and I am, I am not now repeating it. But then when I say usually no, 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 then they are asking, well, what do you think? And what is that? And I am telling them, your first task as a pastor is to present a right picture of God. This is what they cannot hear somewhere else. This is our task. If we miss that, this is uh, the tragedy. In the book of Revelation, it's stated in chapter 18 that the whole earth will be illuminated by the glory of God. And what is the glory of God? Glory of God is the right understanding of the character of God. And we are here called by God as uh, the pastors, teachers, missionaries, uh, and uh, you know, men, women, young, old. We are all called to bring God into real life in very uh, meaningful life uh, way, in a very meaningful way that uh, uh, people who has uh, atheistic view or postmodern view or post-Christian view who, uh, or distorted view with different other religions, they can suddenly be reforming their thinking. Metanoia, uh, you know, um, repentance is actually change the mind, right. changing thinking. And from the changing thinking about God will bring, uh, um, this will bring changing behavior, changing attitudes and so forth. And I think that in that um, way, I would like to also uh, remind a very beautiful statement of Ellen G. White. Please. Um, in the book uh, of um, Christ Object Lessons on chapter um, in, on pages 414 to 416, uh, she is writing, uh, So the followers of Christ are to shed light into the darkness of the world. Through the Holy Spirit, God's Word is a light, and, it becomes, and as it becomes a transforming power in the life of the receiver. By implanting in their heart the principles of His Word, the Holy Spirit develops in man the attributes of God. The light of His glory, His character, is to shine forth in His followers. Thus they are to glorify God. And then she is describing, men are losing their knowledge of His character. It has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. At this time, a message from God is to be proclaimed, a message illuminating in its influence and saving in its power. His character is to be made known. Into the darkness of the world is to be shed the light of His glory, the light of His goodness, mercy and truth. So here we have it. His character is about His goodness, about His mercy, about His truth. This is description of His character of love. And then, I think, is the punching line. I love it very much. The last rays of merciful light. The last message of mercy to be given to the world is... And now, what is the answer? And she is stating very plainly that the last message of mercy given to this world, dying world, confused world, divided world, is a revelation of his character of love. Right. And so, so this is uh, 
wow, why I am persuaded on the basis of scriptures and also it's supported by Ellen G. White that this is our primary mission uh, to present the beautiful, rightful, balanced character of God in such a way that people will be not afraid of, of God, but they would like to be a friend, friends of God. Dr. Muscova, thank you so very much for joining us um, on the Institute of the World Mission podcast. I have uh, taken a few references from you. I know you've been writing um, uh, in recent years on this particular topic. We will attach those references and Excellent. links in the show notes. Thank you. And thank for you. now, until next time. God bless you. Thank you. To follow up, you can find links to several publications, especially on the topic we discussed today with Dr. Mascala, in the show notes of this episode. See the show notes in the app you use to listen to this podcast or right on our website at iwm.adventist.org forward slash episode dash 44. On another note, this week, just two days ago, so if today's Wednesday, that's when we publish our um, weekly episode, then on Monday, two days ago, on Monday, September 30th, we opened access to our first full-featured online video course. So it is a very special week for us. It's called Storytelling for Discipleship. Together with the instructor of the course, Pat Gustin, we strive to help every learner develop a practical skill. It's being able to disciple someone cross-culturally that we are after. So join us in this pursuit. The course is very easy to find. Just go to iwm.adventist.org forward slash course dash catalog. Course dash catalog. Or find the course catalog link under the Learning tab in the main menu on the website. Friends, my name is Alex Ott, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.